0: Hello, fabulous friends. It's that time of the week again. Welcome back to the Booked and Blessed podcast. I'm your host, Carissa, here to help you get booked and feel blessed. This week, we will be discussing all things headshot and resume related. So let's jump right into it. Why not? The importance of a headshot and a resume. First of all, your headshot and your resume are your calling card. They are the first impression the casting team has of you before you even step into the room, before they've even seen you in person. That's their first glimpse into, hmm, who is this performer that we're about to see? It also lets them see if you have any relevant experience to the gig that you are auditioning for, and It shows a level of professionalism and industry know-how, and with all of my tips that you will hopefully follow today, they will think that you know exactly what you're doing. That's the goal. (laughs) So, let's talk about how to choose a headshot photographer, because this can be really tough. I'm not gonna lie. Um, I have headshots coming up, At the beginning of February. I am so excited. I've wanted to work with this photographer for years now, but thankfully, I've been hashtag booked and haven't had to get new headshots. So, the headshots I have now, um, I'm blonde in them. My lips are about two sizes smaller (laughs) and I look just, I look young because they were taken in 2019, you know? A little bit's changed. I'm naturally a redhead and I went back to my normal, like, normal color, my natural color. So, just looking a little different. Every time I bring that in, I'm like, oh, I look like a little baby girl. So, we're finally getting the updated headshot, but they were booked until February because they're so good and they're very in demand, which is a good thing, but sad for me. But it's coming up. We're gonna get there. So, to find the perfect headshot photographer for you, try to go to someone local to the city or the area in which you're auditioning, or you're trying to get gigs in because the style of headshot will vary based on the market in any given location. For instance, a New York City headshot will look different than an LA headshot. Just different types of acting, different industries and in different cities, they're looking for different things. So if you're going to audition in New York, try to go to a headshot photographer in or around New York. If you're on the West Coast or trying to, um, audition for different screen acting gigs or gigs over on the West Coast, try to go to somebody local. I would say the second thing to do when you're looking for a headshot photographer is to ask your actor and performer friends or anyone whose headshot you see and like. Stalk your fellow performers' Instagrams, I'm giving you permission, and see if they tag the photographer, because usually they will, and if they didn't, you can always send them a message or if you see them in person ask them who took their headshots why not I doubt they're gonna gatekeep it from you but you never know I guess (laughs) you can search on google and look at the galleries on different photographers websites do you like what they're offering in their packages or their price tag or their style do they really let their clients personalities shine through in their photos that's the biggest thing that I look for the eyes are such a huge part. If the eyes do not grab your attention right away, it's not my favorite headshot in the world. But if you look at someone's headshot, and you're like, whoa, I can see into this person's soul. That's what we're going for. (laughs) Um, Also, when it comes to price tag, we'll talk about that later, but if it's a higher price, it's usually worth it. That's all I'll say about that for now. Another way that you can find a headshot and choose a headshot photographer is to check Instagram. Once again, social media coming in clutch. So you can always look up hashtags like hashtag NYC headshot or NYC headshot photographer, for instance, if you're looking for photographers in New York City, or you can get creative and do some sleuthing of your own. Try out different hashtags, find different videos, etc. Like I said before, even though the price can seem steep for good photographers, if you take your chances with cheaper options and end up not liking them, or they don't end up looking like the industry standard, you'll end up spending just as much, if not more, time and money in the long run. Plus you're going to auditions with, eh, headshots that don't really show them who you are and sh- let your personality shine through before you even walk in the room. Trust me. Again, I say (laughs) learn from my experience because back in the day, I went to a really good friend of mine for headshots because he wasn't charging a lot. Obviously, he was just starting up his business and we were good friends and um, we used a black background for a lot of my headshots and I did not know that black backgrounds are kind of a no-go and I kind of looked like a floating head. You live, you learn another theme of this podcast. So, the cheaper option does not necessarily mean that you are getting the most bang for your buck. Sometimes you got to spend that dough to get the dough, to get, get to get booked and feel blessed. You feel me? <laughs> Little plug. All right. What do you want to look for in the packages offered by these photographers. The first is how many looks are included in the packages. Looks mean different outfits usually. Uh, They can mean different hairstyles. They can also mean for men that you come in with a beard or with facial hair and then throughout the one look are After you finish one look, you go and you shave your face and then you're clean-shaven for a few shots or for a different outfit just so that they can see all of what you look like. Um, Is makeup, hair, and wardrobe styling included? This is a big one because for ladies or folks who like to wear makeup, in your headshot, you want to look like the best quote-unquote version of yourself while still looking natural. And that's why sometimes it's better to go to a photographer who includes makeup in their pricing because they know what will make you look best in the shot. How can they get the best shot of you where you look very natural but you still look enhanced in a way? And for wardrobe styling, it can be tricky because you want to try to pick shirts with a flattering neckline, no crazy patterns, because like I said before, we don't want anything distracting from the real superstar, okay? And you want to try to pick colors that complement your skin, your hair, or your eye color. So it can be a little tough. And also things like turtlenecks that a lot of places or a lot of articles online will say are quote unquote forbidden in your in your headshot photo, sometimes Forbidden items can look really good on camera depending on who's wearing them, the composition, etc. So that's why it's a good idea sometimes to choose a photographer who will also help you with wardrobe choices if you're not quite sure. Um, another thing to look for in packages is will you have access to the full gallery or be able to download all the photos afterward? Um, and the last is how many retouched photos are included. Those kind of go hand in hand. So if you get access to the full high definition gallery afterward, if you don't want to pay for more retouched photos, but you like a few of them and think that they're viable headshots that will book you work and you look, that's a different look that, you know, might be better for screen or might be better for legit or whatever. If you have great Photoshop skills or you know someone who has Photoshop skills, a good friend of yours, you can always pay them a couple bucks to help you edit it or just edit the photo yourself on Photoshop. And then you're saving yourself a little bit of money, but still getting the best quality photos that you possibly can. Alrighty. Now we're on to companies to use to print your headshots. I will link all of these in the show notes, along with a forum from backstage that I found where people were answering where they like to get their headshots from. So the list that I've compiled so far is Pixel Pusher. I actually used Pixel Pusher a bunch of times. They're great. Um, dirtcheapheadshots.com. I've seen that a couple places now actually. Amazon Prints, the devil, but you know, gotta do what you gotta do if it's cheap and it's good quality. <laughs> Quick Color Lab NYC. I think they also do same day. So if you live in New York City, a lot of people are saying that that place saved them when they didn't have any headshots left Um, and printheadshots.com. the reason that you should order your headshots from a company that specializes in printing headshots is because the quality is very important the pixels the type of photo paper the finish all of those things industries industries industry professionals can tell if they were professionally printed or not very quickly just by looking at it. There's a very specific look to a professional headshot. Um, And usually it's not much more expensive than printing them at Target or Walgreens anyway. You just have to wait a little longer. But, you know, your girl did just print two headshots at CVS because... As I said, I'm getting new ones soon and I have some auditions coming up. I'm actually recording this episode on Wednesday and we'll be putting it in the queue to upload on Monday because this is a very hectic weekend. I have an audition on Friday. I'm very excited. So I printed my headshot at the CVS, um, but the quality wasn't terrible. So if you don't want a bunch of the headshots, you don't You don't have enough auditions coming up to justify an entire order or you're like me and you're in the process of getting new headshots, then CVS is is fine. It's not the best, but it's fine. (laughs) Uh, When you print them, you also want to have a white border around the photo and have your name under the photo so that if your resume and headshot come apart for any reason after you staple them together, they know who you are and which resume goes with which headshot. Self-explanatory, very exciting. Okay, um, I also wanted to add in here that the first time I got, first couple of times I got new headshots, I got a little overzealous and ordered a lot of prints, and most of them are still sitting around to this day. So just be realistic with the amount of auditions you'll be going to and attending, where you will actually need a physical headshot. This also saves you money in the long run. Plus, a lot of auditions now have the self-tape slash digital pre-screen process where you send in your headshot and resume digitally beforehand, so you can order even less headshots than you would pre-COVID, which is kind of nice. Thanks, COVID, for something. All right, and that's all I have for now on headshots. Moving on to the resume. Okay, so the structure of a resume and what you should include. I also learned a lot of these a little later in the game. So this is all very important. Obviously, you're going to want to have your name as the largest and most attention grabbing part of your resume at the top of your resume so that they know this is who I am. Boom. There it is. If you have a website, put that down as well. Um, We will discuss actor websites in a future episode. Don't you worry. But if you already have one, put it on there put your professional email address, your phone number, your height, your hair color, your eye color, your voice type, and your vocal range. This is important. That's one that I learned later in the game. You can figure out your vocal range by using a YouTube video. I will link that in the show notes, or you can use a piano or a piano app on your phone. Also include your highest belted note. So when you put that on the resume, list it as, this is how I list mine at least. Lyric Soprano, F-sharp 3 to C6, and then in parentheses, Belt to C5. That actually is my range. Don't judge me. Okay, then you're going to want to put any shows or relevant experience you have. And for me, I actually started kind of clearing out my resume recently because it was just, it was too much. So if you start having too many credits, first of all, good for you you can remove some of the redundant ones as in you've worked at the same theater five or six different times or in a similar show or any unpaid work or shows that you did in school or as a pre-professional you can take that away or anything that you just think doesn't represent who you are as a performer now i would say or can you, if if you started getting paid gigs and you have a lot of community theater on there you're like eh, don't really need that one feel free to take that off you're going to list going to want to list your special skills. For example, you can put yoga, aerial, tumbling, driver's license, languages, and which ones. Accents that you can do. Sight reading. For me, beatboxing. but <laughs> You're also going to want to split your credits up into categories. So, mine are theater, theme parks, reviews, cruise ships. That's all one because that's a big category for me, children's theater, training, education, and special skills. And also your training can be split into different subcategories like voice, dance, and acting. And then in each of those subcategories include your instructor name or the workshop or class title or genre and style for dance mostly, but for singing as well. I have like classical musical theater and then I list my teacher's. Uh, my instructors that taught me on my resume and I forgot to list this on my outline but I also have my headshot a little version of it on my resume so that again if my headshot and my resume get detached they still know oh that's what this person looks like and I think it adds a little bit of a personal touch to your resume and it makes you feel like more of a person so I appreciate the headshot on the resume. Okay, so how to present this, both of these things at an audition. When they say bring your headshot and resume with you, what does that mean? Your resume should be stapled to the back of your headshot and it should be cut to the same size. If you're auditioning in New York City and you're at Pearl Studios, I know for a fact they have a little station where you can print stuff out, but then they also have the um, paper cutter where it makes the really nice edges and they have a stapler there that's what I'm planning on doing for mine because <laughs> I have my resume printed out, I have my headshot, don't know where my stapler is, and I'd not trust myself with some scissors. So, that's that's always nice at Pearl. We love Pearl. Um, some printing companies for your headshots will give you the option of having your resume printed on the back of your headshot, but... I did this so listen to me it can actually be a waste of money since your resume changes with each new gig and you'll just have to print it and staple it to the back once you're once you book something new anyway so that extra money to print your resume on the back not my best purchase that's why I'm passing it on to you learn from my mistakes all the recurring themes um very recently I just got my resume Quote unquote revamped, and I love it. And I got a personalized little logo for my name. It is so cute, and I feel like it shows a lot more of my personality more than just my, you know, black and white, cut and dry. There's a little picture of me in the corner headshot. So, two companies that I have used to revamp my resume have been at Actor Reboot on Instagram and at Problem Solved by Jenna. And I actually really enjoy having a third party help me with different aspects of auditioning because they can see everything in a much more objective manner. Also, both of those businesses offer a multitude of other services to prepare you for your next audition and, or gig. So I highly recommend checking them out. I think Actor Reboot is also doing some tap classes in the city. I might have to stop by. Um, they also help with self-tapes and headshots as well. They do headshots. Um, Problem Solved by Jenna. She does website design. She does logos, personalized logos, obviously. She does audition book revamps as well. Um, A multitude of services. She is great. I highly recommend. I also got um, an audition book revamp from her a while ago as well. So last but not least, where do you store your headshots and your resumes when you're going to an audition? I have found that the easiest place for me is to put it in the outside pocket of your book, and your book will usually be a black binder. So when you have your face and your name smiling at everybody in the front of your binder or your book, it's easily accessible. And if you leave it anywhere, people will know who it belongs to. That's always an added benefit, right? All right, guys, I'm sorry that this episode might've seemed a little rushed. I am just in the middle of a move I'm moving to the city. I am very excited. Um, So I'm going through everything I own, like my little minimalist self, and trying to donate a bunch of things, and also preparing for this audition in two days while trying to get this episode out to you. So I hope I didn't miss anything. I'm sure I'll think of something new. Oh, that reminds me, actually. I saw a TikTok very recently, two TikToks that will be very helpful, I'm like loving the musical theater TikTok community lately. I'm learning so many new things. Um, There's one girl talking about her headshot experience. So I will link that. I'll find it and link it because it was great. And another girl talking about if you are a non-union performer going to equity auditions and not being seen, what she does. And it's basically just send in your email, send an email in, send in a submission or send in your headshot and resume after the fact who knows, you know? And I thought that was great advice because we're all trying to get that equity card, I think, eventually at least. So that's really all I have for this week, guys. Please feel free. It's actually, I am begging you to please send in any questions you have or any Burning inquiries, as I've said before. Now I'm gonna have to stick with that forever and this stinks, but you know, it is it is one it is. Um send that over to at booked and blessed pod on Instagram or at Carissa with a K one R one S Hope H O P E on Instagram or however you can send it on Apple Podcasts or Spotify. I did get one question in, but I will save that for another episode when we start going into the the nuance and the differences between screen acting and stage acting. I actually have a special guest that I'm going to have on eventually for an interview who is a dear friend of mine and a SAG-AFTRA member, so very pretentious, prestigious. (laughs) That's really all for this week, y'all. Thank you so much. I hope you're having a great audition season. This is my first in-person audition in years. So wish me luck. Pray for me. By the next episode, when it comes out, I'll have already done it and hopefully we'll know something by then. It's so crazy, but I'm, I'm trying, I'm nervous a little bit, but I'm also trying to harness the excitement and the wonder and the awe of being, I feel like I'm a student in this industry all the time. And that's what one of my dear friends says as well. Always, he always wants to be a student. And so I'm trying to learn from him and I, I want to take each audition as an opportunity to hone my skills. And I just want to think of it not as like, I need this job. I need this job because mindset is everything. I want to I think of it as I want to show them what I can do. And I want to be the best version of myself. And that's it. And if they don't think I'm good for the part, then that's fine. There's something better, better for me coming along. That's what I always say. But just getting in the room in and of itself is an experience and a learning experience. So that's what we're up to. I hope you have a spectacular rest of this week and an even better Monday. Wait, no, the opposite of that. I hope you have a spectacular Monday and an even better rest of your week. Catch you next time, y'all. See ya.